Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. All right, in the DYC studios today, we have none other than Nicole Maggio-Deaton, the marketing manager at Chesapeake Homes. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for ending the drought that we've had here. Uh, <laughs> unintentional, by the way, of, of actual new home marketers. Well, I'm happy to be here and kind of talk a little bit about my story and how I got to where I am because I was not always a new home marketer. So enough of the the fluff and the theory stuff that we talk about sometimes. Let's get back to the to the reality of the front line. So thanks thanks for coming on. All right, uh, Chesapeake Homes. For those who um, are not aware, a little bit of background on on where you build your volume, price point, all all the things. Tell us about Chesapeake. Yeah, of course. Um, so we are, we consider ourselves a regional builder now. We are building, uh, started out in coastal Virginia area. We branched into the Raleigh Triangle area. Um, 2018, we branched into the coastal South Carolina area, so Myrtle Beach. And this year we have launched in coastal North Carolina, um, in Brunswick, Brunswick County. So um, we are excited to be there. We are aiming for a little over 500 homes sold this year, which is exciting for us. It's exciting for me because when I started here, we were not near that number. So to see that growth has really been great. Yeah. And uh, you also develop master plans. So you're a developer and a builder, right? We do. We have a developer under our um, umbrella as well of our uh, companies that we have. So we have a master plan community in Myrtle Beach, Bridgewater, and we are getting ready to do Coastal Club in... Brunswick County that will also stretch into South Carolina. So it's pretty exciting. Awesome. And how many years have you been at Chesapeake? Yeah. So I've actually, last week, I have been here nine years. So just hit my nine year anniversary here. Um, so that's been really exciting. You know, I started when I was 25 and um, really it's been a huge part of my growth as a woman going through a career, you know, and right. really really come, you know, yes. starting from the ground up. Growing so. up in the industry. Yes. Um, as I say, and your, your, um, mentor boss, I don't know what we call her really, but C Carrie Woodward, uh, yes. many people will be familiar with that name and recognize her. She's always at, uh, the conferences and big on continuing education and, and learning more and helping the team. So, um, yes. talk to us about where you started at Chesapeake. Yeah, so when I started here, uh, it was 2014, and I was looking for a career change at the time. I was doing more, you know, administrative things. I had a marketing background, and so, you know, naturally, I went to the sales route, <laughs> which made... Naturally, because you wanted to make money? Naturally, naturally, I needed, you know, I was 25. I was like, let's let's do this. Like, I, I'm ready to get into a different industry. Um, I think I started in real estate the way that a lot of people start in real estate. And that's they either buy their own home or they see a lot on HGTV. And I was a combination of both. <laughs> so after purchasing my home, I was like, this is a really cool experience, Um but I knew. Oh, so you bought with Chesapeake at 25? No, I didn't buy with Chesapeake. I just buying a home oh. in general. So that was what okay. really I wanted to go into real estate. And when I went into real estate, I didn't want to go the general brokerage route. 
I knew that really wasn't for me. I knew the new shiny building industry was more the route I wanted to go. So that's when I found Carrie, who is a longtime friend of my husband's. And it just worked out that they needed a sales agent. And I shall tell you, I turned her down the first time. Um, <laughs> I did. But a couple months later, I came back and I'm like, hey, are you still looking for somebody? And luckily she was. And kind of the rest is history from there as far as me okay, So do you remember the name of the first community you sold at? Yes. Um, I started as an assistant in Wilroy Estates out in Suffolk, Virginia. But the first one I actually was the main um, sales agent at was Hillpoint Estates out in Suffolk, Virginia. We won't linger too long in your sales experience, but over six years, what what would you, either the um, the most surprising thing that happened or the funniest? <laughs> I remember like, and I tell this story a lot because it just made me laugh so hard is that well, I remember I was touring somebody for a home one day and you know, a lot of people, you're not supposed to do the feature dump, but a lot of people are asking you what's included in the home. And somebody yeah. had asked me if doorknobs came included. And I, I was, you know, and I was young, I was new. It was probably within the first year I was selling, but I just kind of laughed at that. And I said, no, you know, we're like uh, model airplanes. You kind of have to build your own. So we'll just leave you with <laughs> doorknobs and call it a day. But yeah, so that was a, a pretty entertaining moment there. Doorknob, are doorknobs included? That, are doorknobs I mean, included. They, that was a sarcastic question, right? It was not a sarcastic no? question. No. <laughs> that, see was, that. that was the best part. I had that same experience a couple weeks ago where someone that I knew was going to go out and visit some models. And they, when they found out that I was in real estate, they said, now what's going to happen when I go to a model home? And I thought it was a sarcastic question. And then I realized, <laughs> no, they really, they had no concept of what was, no. was going to happen or could happen. It's really um, crazy how many people just really have no awareness of new construction. And, you know, I've kind of found that in talking to friends and family over my last nine years in this business. Yeah. I love it. Um, do you remember your best year? How many homes you sold? Oh, that's hard to say. We have no way to verify this. Either, so <laughs> it was actually, it was a year that I was bounced around a little bit and I was between a couple communities. And then, yeah, that was, and I had come out of our um, brand new community in Virginia beach. So that's, I would say that's really hard to say just because I was pulling from a couple different uh, pots at that time. It was, it was a good year though. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So then how did the idea of, did you have marketing background? How, where did, where did marketing come yeah. into the picture? So I actually, that's, I went to school. I have a degree in business administration from Old Dominion University. So that's a shout out to Jen. So I know she's yeah. a new fan, Barkin. Um, but um, so I do have a degree and my focus was in marketing. Um, I graduated in 2011. So, you know, by the time I got to marketing, things had shifted a, a lot. Um, yeah, well, I, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter because if you graduate from marketing today, they still haven't taught you how to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. It is ever changing, finding that out. But um, so I was, I had, you know, naturally had this allure that, you know, one day I was going to get there and, you know, it wasn't, it's not always an easy path right out of college. It's, you know, people want experience and they want you to um, have, have done it and lived it. And I hadn't when I first graduated, obviously, besides a, a little internship. So it kind of always lingered in my mind. And when the opportunity arose, I reached out to Carrie and I was like, Hey, I think I might be interested in this. And, and that conversation, I'm so happy happened because super happy in this role now. Uh, but the transition wasn't immediate to where you are now as marketing manager. So you, st you started in June of 2020. 
Yes. Interesting time. What a time. <laughs> what a time to start marketing. I'm learning that now. I don't think I realized that it was an interesting time then, but I'm realizing it now because now it's shifted altogether. But yes, I did. Yeah. Um, I started as a, just a marketing coordinator and just to learn. I had a lot to start to learn. And um, luckily we work with Do You Convert and you all have been instrumental in that. Um, but then we kind of creeped up within a year. I was the assistant marketing manager. And then within a year of that, I would, was moved up to the marketing manager, um, managing our marketing team and our online sales team. Is there a piece of advice or wisdom that you would share to someone who's getting involved in marketing coming in from the sales side? So I would say, keep hold on to everything you've learned in sales. Um, I didn't realize until I was on the marketing side how much of that information and just reading blueprints and included features and things like that, and just how the home is built, the process in general, that's so important. And, mm. you know, I used to tell the team all the time, like, I don't, I don't know how you came into this without that experience, <laughs> because there is so much to learn about this industry. And that's where we can create content pieces from and really know, you know, know what buyer objections are. I've, I've heard so many buyer objections that it does make it easier in that sense to be able to say, hey, this is what we need to create a content piece about, because I know that this is what, um, you know, buyers have questions on. So yeah, that's huge. And then also you kind of have to let go of a check, an immediate checklist. <laughs> if you're a person like me who is, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really hard to let that go. <laughs> I, you know, I consider myself a, the type A uh, personality type, and I like to be able to say, Hey, I checked that off today, got this done, wrote this contract, had this appointment. And then I came into marketing and my entire world was shifted. <laughs> where I'm like, okay, well, I didn't finish this today. What did I do? <laughs> what did I do if I can't check off a checklist? So that has been something to really uh, learn for myself to know that this is more project-based. It's over a month, two months, three months, sometimes six months if you're doing you know larger things like websites. Right. Um, so that's been really, uh, that's probably been one of, one of my larger challenges but yeah. knowing that you get those little wins in different ways. It's interesting that you say that because a lot of salespeople that I've interacted with, whether they're, they're doing this consciously or not, you can kind of watch their approach as they're in a particular neighborhood kind of narrow in term. It, and I somewhat think about this like comics uh, where the, you know, they go out and try out their new jokes and small kind comic clubs and they go and do the big show on Netflix or wherever, right? So you got to test your stuff somewhere. And good salespeople tend to kind of, you know, like how dogs uh, look like their owners. Yes. <laughs> it's like there's some metamorphosis that transpires when you get the right neighborhood with the right salesperson and they fit together and things are working. Yes. It's not necessarily check the box, but I think some of that translates in terms of you're thinking about like, this is my customer, this is my average customer, what they look like. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of thing they want. These are the, you know, there might be seven typical objections that a salesperson is going to face, but these are the two that I hear over and over in this neighborhood. I'm going to get really good at those two. And so I think to your point, that is one of the things that can be difficult is shifting that because you're you're going from one neighborhood to another that might have completely different answers yes and if you over checkbox that kind of well this is how it worked 
in in one neighborhood, it's going to immediately apply to the other. That, that totally different. I mean, we're across four divisions now. It's I mean, our features are different. Our buyer profiles are different. It's who are who are you selling to here? And then you have to totally shift that that mindset that you have at that point in time. So that's I mean, that definitely is a is a huge change there. I used to, I remember, I probably could still rattle off stuff about our community. The plans I sold are my favorite ones to have to do any marketing on because like, I know this, <laughs> I can tell you these square footages, bedrooms, baths, mm-hmm. my sleep, but um, these ones I'm not as familiar with out of, you know, the state took a little bit more time. And then yes. a work do, you, do you feel like the sales skills you had in terms of communicating and, you know, directly selling have allowed you to grow because you're you're now technically part of the regular management meetings is that Mm -hmm. correct yes like not a special guest not a hey we may or may not have you in but like you're you're at the table i am there which that is it's a big thing to celebrate because that's you know one of the biggest complaints we often hear is how do i get more involved in the Mm -hmm. company because it will make all of it'll make my job easier i'll be able to help people better Part of me wonders if if your success in getting there relatively quickly, by the way, it, it probably didn't feel like it, but in comparison mm-hmm. to other people's careers relatively quickly, comes from that background in communication face-to-face. I can see that. I can definitely see that. That's, you know, being able to have those conversations with a buyer who is, I mean, you can get any end of the spectrum that day from anyone who walks through that door and being able to kind of shift and, and be a chameleon to those um, circumstances that come through, I think was important in sales and is something that, you know, has helped me on, on this side as well, being able to present and kind of take what's, what's thrown at me question wise. And, you know, even if you, it's the same thing when you're in these meetings as when you're in front of a buyer, I don't know the answer to that, but let me find out for you and I'll get back to you. <laughs> like it's that yeah. same technique that you can use, uh, in both. But without certain- a look of sheer terror on your face. Yeah. Without I mean, that's- looking like I'm about to cry. <laughs> I, um, I know several people who have had opportunities for promotions or um, to have potentially that seat, but they they get the initial invitation and then it just goes terrible. Like fumbling over every word, you know, profusely sweating, all the things that you don't necessarily (laughs) want to do when you're trying to convey that you, you you should be a part of this team. Um, And like, I, Again, I've never experienced it, but I have to imagine the feeling of going through your sales training program to whatever extent it existed when you started with Chesapeake to like being by yourself at the model home for the first time over the course of your very first week and having your first two or three prospects walk through the door. I I laugh at that a lot because I'm like, I remember, I think it was the first weekend that I was there and I was by myself on site. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's, I feel like there's a lot more handholding and making sure training. And I think that's important. Like training is important. We know that. Um, but I, you know, we look back at that and, you know, Carrie was refers to it as the map key training. And that's kind of where we were at, at that point in time. And, and it was nerve wracking at that point. And, you know, the things that you have to say, the the statements, the breakaway statements that, you know, I worked retail for when I was in college as well. And that was always a big thing, a breakaway statement. Like you've got to get, you'll get to the next person and still, you know, give service to everybody throughout the store. And and that was something when you get busy, you got to have that in, in mind and be able to kind of focus on a bunch of different questions and conversations. So um, there's a lot of skills that you learn through sales that help you throughout anything you do in life. I mean, you, you can't deny that. 
Um, just like, I mean, really with a lot of, I'm just like all of my admin roles that I had kind of had up until that point have helped me through this as well. Um, salespeople, you know, they don't love admin all the time. And I did <laughs> because I had that. And now in marketing, like I love right. being able to have that sales background and, yep. and kind of have more of a hand in, in what's going on on that side as well. What project, um, have you, would you say you're the most proud of or, or result of, of marketing efforts since you've been there? Would you say you're most proud of? I think probably uh, like our first, when, when we launched our master plan community Bridgewater's new website, just because that was so new to me um, in, in what I was doing. And I was still, you know, fairly early in. And I think that when I think back of that, that's going to help throughout my role here, not only in website launches, but looking at the website, making yeah. sure I'm understanding how it functions. And we know that's a huge part of this role. Um, most master plan developer websites do not function well. That's, I don't, I don't know, I'm probably not supposed to say that. <laughs> but oftentimes when we're working with a builder who's part of a master plan, like nine out of 10 times, you know, talk to us about the value you're getting from the master plan developer site. And they're like, I don't know, yeah, not much. Or, I mean, they tell me it's good, but I don't know. So to be able to pull that off of, of a master plan site that functions well, and it's also just fun. Like it's, it's different levels of different types of content. You know, you, you've got stuff on there about all the events that are happening at the master plan. And, and not to say it's perfect. It is a, uh, evolution every single day right. <laughs> we're always looking at you know with suggestions from you all and and what we get from online sales um hey this isn't really making sense to buyers um how, how many homes have you sold at bridgewater roughly any any idea total yeah Ooh, i don't know we're down to our final final village so and that's a yeah. thousand total this one's about 200 so i would say we're probably in the six to 700 range. Right. So, as, yeah. so as a master plan developer where you're the only product in the master plan is, is all Chesapeake homes product, right? Yes. We're all. So it's, I think it, I mean, you might be cautious to say it, but the, I would say that's definitely for, for a website to be able to facilitate successfully the sell through of that community as the major heavy lifting. Now, in your case, you, you also, chose an interesting strategy to have the product listed on the Chesapeake home site. Yes. And you've got a separate master plan community for the Bridgewater mm -hmm. site. And the two are linked on the same back end because yes. you're using Homefinity for both from O'Neill. Mm -hmm. But you do have some exposure, but but the heavy lifting is done by the by by the master plan site. And that again, most master plan sites can't not sell homes well. They can maybe drive yeah. some traffic, but they can't they can't yeah. really and a big thing there, you know, we know in a master plan is, is the lifestyle and, you know, we have our items on our Chesapeake home site, but it doesn't touch on the lifestyle near to the amount that it does on, on the master plan site, which is, you know, doing the heavy lifting. It truly is. Yep. Okay. I asked all the nice questions. So here's, here's a tough one. Oh, nice. What, what, what thing are you most surprised at how difficult it's been or something that you haven't yet been able to achieve that you maybe think you would have Ugh. figured out or, or done by now? Digital marketing ads, Google, it stresses me <laughs> out. Um, that honestly, like that has been the just 
like I, I, I have the hardest time with, I don't know what it is that doesn't always click about what I'm doing in there. Um, I, it's, I'm talking it up to, I just need some more time to function in there and, and give it some more, you know, it's been three years. I would hope I would have had it. Well, down then, but Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's, I love, I love the transparency there because it also would make sense not trying to stereotype anyone, but you know, a sales background, uh, not being as excited about what is essentially spreadsheets for ads. Mm -hmm. uh, Spreadsheets for the living daylights out of me. And that's probably horrible to say in this role. Well, what I think is remarkable and that's why we have people come on the program is there's someone else. There's a lot of someone else is listening who are like, yeah, I also don't like spreadsheets. (laughs) It's okay. You could be in marketing and not like a spreadsheet. Like it's totally okay. You can make it through. I promise you. Yeah. You you have to have the right tools, the right partners, the right people on your team who can help balance you. But I think that's where, um, that self-awareness of what, which is step one. Step two is do I need to, and at what level become an Mm -hmm. expert? So if you were still in your coordinator role and your primary interface with us at do convert was giving us feedback on which communities need help and, and improving Google ads on a regular basis, that might be a challenge in your current role where you're meeting with regional sales managers and company owners and, and, and doing all of the things you, you still want to have a comfort in there to, to a degree, but you don't need to have the same skill set. And, on one hand, that's maybe sad. I don't, I, that's probably not the right word, but you know, on some sense, like you want to feel like you're always leveling up with a complete solid foundation of everything underneath you as you've grown. That's not always how it works. Sometimes you grow really fast, which I would argue again, that you've done in, in two and a half, three years. And you're going to have these holes in, in that foundation that you may never fill in. I, again, I'm not trying to yeah, no, and that's there. it's so true, and that's something you know. I'm I want to always kind of be the best at what I'm doing, and at least have processes and things down. I think that's been difficult for me because I'm like, when I came into the management role, I remember Carrie telling me, "You're going to need to delegate something. Like, you can't be a manager and do everything like that you were doing." Um, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, I, I kind of had this moment of realization. Yeah. Like, and now that I'm. I've been in the management role for almost two years. Um, I'm realizing she was hundred percent right. And like, there, you have to work with your team. You have a team for a reason. Um, you know, my, I try and think of my role as making sure that the team is in a good place. They are happy with what they're doing. They know the processes, they get to the right people. Um, and then I'm just trying to, you know, coach and, and help them through there. So it, it does, it kind of bothers me still. I'm like, I don't know this hundred percent. I get in there, I try and keep tabs on it. I, you know, obviously we know what neighborhoods need the help, what don't, but that's where it was definitely a big shift for me. Into this yeah, you can view it either way. On the one hand, you would say, man, I hope, um, I hope I have an opportunity to fill that skill gap mm-hmm. and, and things slow down. Or you can look at it from the positive and say, things are moving so quickly and we're having the success we are and my career is having the success where I, I, I don't have the time. Like if you did have the time, maybe that would mean something else is yeah. not good as happening. Exactly. So we, well, you know, we were able to grow the team and, and so, you know, that grows time that has to be put towards other people. So that's important. Yeah. Okay. Um, Last uh, question, Kurt Curveball, if you mm-hmm. weren't in marketing 
and you couldn't go back to sales, what is the other most interesting part of the home building business to you? Um, this might be in my new standard question for people. That's a really good question. Like my, my answer is always, I would go back into land, land and land development and, and that whole part of it. Super yeah. fascinating, super compelling, uh, high amount of, of energy and intrigue goes into, you know, how you secure those things. And it has a big impact on the business, but. Uh, yeah, I would say I, I did a little stint, a little fill in as the um, design coordinator at one point in time, oh. so, you know, multifaceted over here. Yeah. And, um, and I don't, I don't know that I love that day to day, but I did enjoy the stint in here being able to work with buyers. And I, I just, you know, came in as a person who didn't have any, you know, I was filling in. So I'm like, wow, you do a lot more than I thought you did. <laughs> like It was a real eye-opening experience. And I laugh with our, our Virginia designer now about that a lot, but um, just helping buyers through that point. Like I, I built a home last year. With you, thought, you thought selling the floor plan was hard. Trying yeah, to get them to like, agree on the were so, and, You know, when I first started selling, we were selling out of, you know, the model and doing all of our selections out of a little room in the model. And there were granite pieces that were like three by three and you, there were like five of them. Um, so there wasn't, there wasn't a lot. And then we opened up this design gallery in 2017 and wow, like the amount of options that, that she has to, that all of our designers have to go through with buyers on a day-to-day basis is just impressive. Um, and it, it really does. I mean, you know, they call them the profit centers for a reason when you're doing these pre-sales and now that we're back in pre-sale land, it's, it's really been a, uh, impressive to see everybody come back in here and select their options and see what they're contributing now. So um, I just, I like that. I think it's a, it's just such a fun experience from the part of the home buyer. And it's something that we in marketing want to really showcase this year. It's on our, our, our to-do list for the year. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the route. I, I think I'd have to go in more of a creative route. I don't think I could go into any, uh, you know, I don't want to be in land development or accounting or, purchasing that's once again we're back to spreadsheet land yeah, <laughs> you well, the closer you get to spreadsheets the yeah. less further you have i love it yes i want well, the more creative stuff <laughs> you know nicole has only been in our industry since 2014 and graduated in 2011 so it's always fun to have marketers come on and talk about uh real life it's especially fun when you know that they're going to be around for a long time to come so You're exciting so to watch you continue <laughs> to grow and gain experience exposure and um yeah just yes. thanks again for thank you and thank you all time. for all your help that you converted you guys have been great so um it's it's th- i'm thankful to have them in my corner when you are a new marketer <laughs> you have a lot to thanks learn for saying that yeah we we love we love working with you and the only and- spreadsheet i like is the market proof marketing algorithm oh now you're just yeah. kissing up and <laughs> say it again louder yeah. that's right oh, you can take everything else away from me you just keep that spreadsheet keep the spreadsheet i I need that in my life (laughs) awesome thanks again nicole thank you see ya thanks for joining us on another episode of market proof marketing can't wait for the next one or looking to connect with other new home marketers become a member of our private community dyc all access which is 100 free and always will be get exclusive content not shared anywhere else access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doyouconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peake, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. 
Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.